I'm looking at a painting by an artist called François Salet with the title An Anatomy Class at the École des Beaux-Arts. One of my reasons for wanting to talk about this painting is the fact that there's really much more to it than appears from a first inspection. You can't really simply go by the title. Yes, it is an anatomy class at the École des Beaux-Arts, but it's not just an anatomy class. It's the anatomy class of Professor Matthias Duval. And this picture is not just a realist figure subject. In a way, it's really a portrait, and it's a portrait of one of the most inspiring medical scientists of the late 19th century in France. Of course, Duval is the figure in black, just to the right of centre, very distinguished in appearance, with high forehead, greying hair, and spectacles of that kind that clip on the bridge of your nose. He's holding up the arm of a semi-naked male model whom he's using to teach the students. And these students, of course, are not medical students. They're art students. Duval was a great medical scientist, but he taught not only at the medical school in Paris, but also at the School of Fine Arts. He was professor of anatomy at the École des Beaux-Arts from 1873 to 1903. This is a picture painted at a time when art and science were not so distinct as we think of them being nowadays. Art has always had an important relationship with technology, never more so than today, but the connection with science is less obvious. It's to do with the artist who wishes to represent living things and who therefore wishes to understand the mechanisms of life. The great artist whose name would immediately spring to mind in that context is Leonardo da Vinci. Actually, Duval was the first person to translate and publish Leonardo's anatomical sketchbooks at Windsor Castle. In late 19th century Paris, there were not many people whom the student of life wanted to hear from more than Matthias Duval. I have here a book published in 1889, the year after Salé's painting was painted, which contains a wonderfully evocative description of Duval's anatomy classes. It's written by an art student who might easily be one of those sitting in Salé's painting. And this tells us that Duval's classes took place between 1 and 2 p.m. on Mondays and Fridays during the winter months. You held anatomy classes in the winter because the smells from the corpses were not so bad as in the summer. Amazingly, Duval's classes on this traditionally dry and difficult subject were the best attended of all the classes at the École des Beaux-Arts. Students crowded the corridor for half an hour before the class was due to begin and then surged in, filling up the lecture theatre in the blink of an eye. Latecomers perched on the narrow stair leading to the upper levels in great discomfort, but much preferring this to missing a class. At the end of the class, thunderous applause. So what was it about Duval which made the students so enthusiastic? Well, Matthias Duval was a remarkable man. A specialist in anatomy and physiology, he also took a great interest in the then young discipline of anthropology. And three years before this picture was painted, he was also appointed the chair of histology. This subject, the study of cells, was an innovative branch of research in Duval's time, and so we can think of him as being the 19th century equivalent of an expert on stem cell research. In the lecture theatre, Duval inspired his students, and this applied as much to the medical students as to his art students, with the fact that he always seemed to be searching out the very secrets of life itself. Anatomy classes in the art school in the past had treated the human body like a machine, but Duval now treated it like a living organism. He still lectured using bones, as you can see in this painting where the bones of a shoulder and an arm are resting on a table, but he would demonstrate at the same time how these bones worked in a living body, and therefore how the appearance of the body on the outside is affected by what's going on inside. He did the same with dissections. You could see the structure of the muscles under the skin as the corpse was cut open, but with the live model present as well, you could see what effect those muscles had on the outward appearance of the body. 
And this, of course, is exactly what art students really needed. The advanced understanding of medical science was being placed at their disposal so that they could better recreate life themselves on canvas, or, of course, in sculpture. And the large plaster figure with raised arm which appears in Sally's painting is in itself almost a symbol of art informed by science. This figure is what the French call an écorché, which means a flayed figure, or a figure from which the skin has been stripped off, revealing all the muscles. This figure has been introduced quite deliberately because we know that the sculptures which actually stood in the anatomy theatre at that position were a cast of the famous antique sculpture known as the gladiator and a flayed version of the same figure. But the flayed figure in Sally's painting is different. It's a modern creation by an artist called Eugène Caudron, who produced it in collaboration with a scientist, an expert in anatomy called Julien Fou, who wanted to produce a flayed figure which would be both anatomically correct and artistically expressive. The small plaster casts of this figure, which were widely available in the late 19th century, must be among the only works of art which are actually inscribed with the names of both an artist and a scientist. And I think that must be the message, or one of the messages, we're supposed to take away from this painting. It's a picture about the search for a detailed understanding of the actual mechanisms of life, a search which we now think of as being the realm of science, but which in 1888 was also part of the basic training of the artist.